Your drivers. Oh, hello? Yes. All right, it was muted. Your drivers, they do nothing? Yeah, well, actually, yes. Because I was like, uh, maybe I'll switch back to like the actual real mic instead of the USB one. See how that sounds? And I was like, hmm, at some point, M-Audio got bought by somebody else. And now I can't find their website to get drivers anymore. So I'm just going to keep using the USB mic. <laughs> Nothing, nothing in the face of this JoJo's, or should I say, in the face of this, thank you for shirts, including <laughs> the one that I forgot to say last time, which was Andrew Aguirre. What? Clever pseudonym for Andor. Just one character off. Come holiday time, he's like, I'll just slip this extra 20 into their jacket pocket. I know they need it. Well, we know, Andor, we don't need your charity. Flip over this table, and the other was from Justin. So I just wanted to make sure to say thanks for those ones because I forgot last time. Because I'm dumb. Hooray! <laughs> Hooray! Thank yous. In other news, uh, Shadow of Mordor feels just as okay as Batman is. Yeah. Getting the same vibe from it that I did from Arkham Asylum, where the world collectively shits its pants. And I come out of it feeling kind of like, that was sufficient. Yeah. Like, this was, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Like, so my sort of comparison to it is just like, Avengers movie. I'm like, I came out of the Avengers movie being like, that was fine. You didn't feel ripped know. off. Yeah, I just don't know what makes people go so nuts about these games. Except maybe that, like, they're not garbage <laughs> and people are just like well they really ought to be because it's Lord of the Rings and Batman right so I don't know if that sort of extremely lowered expectations like which is not to say that there's nothing well, neat in the game I feel like there's so much out there and I think there are people who play nearly every game that comes out whether it's garbage yeah. or not and so all right if you haven't abstained from video games, might feel amazing. I don't know. I just kind of, when I've come away from these games, I kind of feel like, yeah, this feels like the bare minimum of a game I would willingly play, like, for entertainment. <laughs> like, it, that's, maybe that's, like, a little mean to say. It's just like, yeah, like, I would not subject myself to less than this, and it has some cool ideas. Otherwise, it does feel like an open-world game. It's got identical combat to Batman. Low barrier to entry and extremely low cap on... Extremely low skill cap. Mm. Whatever you want to call it. It's like, if you push enough buttons, you will probably be okay. <laughs> if you really devote yourself to, like... I mean, there's not even anything to devote yourself to. If you have to counter, dude, a giant Y appears above his head. Some guys, you can't counter with Y. You gotta push A. That's pretty much it. Some guys can poison you, which means you can't see the counter symbols, which does make it a little hectic. Trick, don't don't get poisoned. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know. See, it sounds, it sounds like I'm being super mean. I'm just a little mystified. I mean, it's got some neat stuff. Like, I don't know if, how much you've heard about it, but basically, like, you've got all these unique orcs wandering around who whose power... They slot into this power architecture 
they'll rise and fall based on events that are happening in the world or stuff like if they kill you, they go up a rank and become closer to the war chief level. But in my experience, it don't really change nothing. So the story doesn't change in any consequential way as a result of killing people? No, it's just a bunch of dudes. It's like, ah, that's Grub Thub. And so, so I feel like I would feel like the system was a lot cooler if the dudes you were killing weren't constantly being replaced anyway. Ugh. Like, so I, there's some sort of real time going on in the game. So when you die or when enough time passes in the game, just more guys show up. So every time you look at that, like, map of all the dudes, they'll just be more dudes. And I figure it's probably because they were like, well, we can't have somebody kill everybody, which I basically have, like, twice over as I'm just running around the world and one of these dudes gets up in your grill and then be like, well, I guess there's nothing to do now because I've killed all the orcs until I hit the next major story milestone that's like, all right, you're a third of the way through the game, now we're going to teach you some new stuff. So I guess they were like, we just have to keep spawning new guys in. But that being the case, I just kind of feel like, what's the point of me ever killing any of these guys if they're just going to get replaced? Like, I'm just going to kill the ones that are specifically listed as bodyguards. See, there is, like, some cool things. Like, some of the underlings will be bodyguards for a specific dude. And if you get them when they're out roaming the world, when you're going after a specific war chief, they won't be around. But then I've had instances where I waste his bodyguards and I go to get the war chief, and he's got some dude I've never seen there before. It's, I don't know, from like a Lord of the Rings perspective, I don't know. There's a lot of like blood and meanness in it. And also like mind rape on the part of the good guys, which doesn't even seem, doesn't really seem in keeping with Tolkien even if they're mind-raping like orcs. <laughs> Doesn't really seem like what the good guys were about in Lord of the Rings. You interrogate dudes by grabbing their face, and your elf ghost buddy comes out of you and is like, your brain is mine, motherfucker! And he's like, oh no, this is so awful! And then you squish their head until it explodes, or like, stab your sword through their face, and then take out the sword and cut them off, cut their neck off, cut their head off at the neck. And I was like... You know, Lord, the Lord of the Rings movies had, like, a couple decapitations. But this does not really feel in keeping <laughs> with the general, like, optimism and morality of Lord of the Rings. Not that I'm, like, wed to that. But in a sense, I am. Because I'm married to Graziella. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's sort of the consensus that I've heard. Somebody, I know that who's it started the Cogswell Pepper Box thread on the yeah. forum in relation to something that he read about shadow of mordor and i'm like ooh, i have become cogswell the thing that i'm i mocked is now the thing that i am because i was like i don't know man i don't know i don't think it looks like it fits with the lore i mean it's neat enough that like it's the first week in october what better do i have to do so i keep fooling around with it but i sort of just came back to like dragon's dogma and this is a feeling that i kind of just have about all open worlds so i don't want to single out Lord of the Rings. I feel like these open world games, they sacrifice so much detailed stuff for just having a sense of scale, like a, a very large sense of scale. Mm. But that's not at all fun to me. <laughs> Especially when you combine it with this like immediately accessible fast travel. 
So even though I've been running around these areas for probably like 10 hours, like I have no idea what anything is because there's never a reason why I can't just fast travel somewhere, mark a waypoint, and then go in a straight line to that waypoint. No matter what is in the way, like climb a whole mountain, run through like 30 guys if I feel like it, like I don't have to stop. They're never going to even get a chance to attack me. And then I'll just end up like at this place and I'll like have really no idea why I'm in this world or like any feature of the geography. Like it's just all completely inconsequential. It's just like it might as well just be a bunch of boxes you're running over. Mm. So why I said Dragon's Dogma is because like there really wasn't fast travel for like two thirds of the game. And then you got like one place you could fast travel to. Which isn't, like, the perfect system or anything. But it did make you learn how to get around in that game and, like, what paths would lead you to where. Combined with the fact that, like, at nighttime, like, you just couldn't go a lot of places in that game until you were way high level. Like, wandering off the path in the middle of the night, pretty much anywhere at the beginning of the game, is just, like, a bunch of zombies are going to pop out of the ground and eat the shit out of you and you're going to (laughs) die. And, like, I'm just sort of not very into this, like... Just like the Batman thing, it's like, I'm the most dangerous guy in the room. All I have to do is push Y to counter, and then otherwise I just sort of somewhat rhythmically strum on the X button until I need to counter again. I just, I don't know. Just everything comes as such a matter of course, it almost feels like you don't need to play at times. Mm. It's just like, combat's kind of sleepy, the world exploration really isn't. Like, there's just, it just feels like I'm not really actually doing anything in this world, which is actually very strange because it's like, oh, this is an open world game. It's purely your desires as the player. But it also just kind of feels like, yeah, but, you know, whatever your desire is, please don't get bored of playing this game. Here, just, you'll win everything as long as you're pretty much paying attention. Like, the only major difficulty has been streaming it and, like, trying to read the chat channel in the middle of a fight. <laughs> being like, oh, oh, well, he got me that time. So I'm probably being meaner to it than it strictly deserves. It's it's fun enough, but I just, like, when there is this difference in perception so wide between me and seemingly everyone, I'm just like, I don't know. I just can't figure it out. It's like all like the stuff with the intel. It's like you can chase down a mole and then have him give you intel on one of the captains. And then you'll know that that captain gets instantly killed by a bow shot or whatever. There's only like three weaknesses. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just sort of like a bummer. It's like this guy's weak to bows. This guy's weak to stealth. This guy's weak to like giant. Wait, how are bows and stealth a separate thing? I feel like as long as you're not shooting him from two feet away that's still stealth i i agree because sometimes there'll be a mission objective and it's like stealth kill 10 guys as a bonus objective and if you shoot a guy in the head from a bush with your go with your bow that shoots ghost arrows they're like nah that didn't count you gotta get in there you gotta see the life drain from his glassy eyes as you stick the broken, your son, your dead son's broken sword, which you use as a dagger to shank people. Yes, the attack is literally called shank. Ugh, that brings up bad memories. 
<laughs> and yeah, they've got. I mean, there, there's like it's actually like the upgrade tree is way better than any of those Arkham Asylum ones, which I always found super boring. And there's some stuff in there that like I'm not much for like the ultra violent kills, but there is one called like there's a brutalized stealth kill, which exists just so when you stealth kill somebody, it's not much of a stealth kill because everybody notices it. They all turn and look, and then they shit their pants and run away. That's pretty awesome. So I actually had, like, a pretty fun thing where I was just sort of trekking through the wilderness, and I just freed some slaves, and I was just sort of run, happened to be running in the same direction as these slaves. And uh, these two orcs are sitting there, and they're like, hey, look at those escaping slaves. Let's get them. And I'm just like, range of powers. And I run <laughs> up and do the brutalized kill on one of them. And there are guys, like, just like, uh... <laughs> makes for the hills now see they could have done the same thing but like because there are things that orcs are afraid of in the lord of the rings lore like the light yeah like the light of pure goodness yeah like you could have like summoned the light and your 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 blade just glows when you and you get to kill a guy yeah but then the other guys just like are blinded by it or run away in no, fear because Joel, you, you know you gotta stab a guy five times mithrin deer or something <laughs> and i know it's five times because it counts as a five hit combo when you stab him there in both arms <laughs> yeah well i mean there's like a it's it's identical to Batman. i don't know if you've ever played <laughs> the combo the should rings be should be, yeah fuzzy <laughs> fuzzy and foot you got your first and second breakfast that's your combo right there. Yeah, Lord of the Potatoes Rings cooking slash eating game. <laughs> that would be amazing. Can you imagine if you sat down and you just had to mash buttons and you're getting combos from, like, eating sausages? God. I saw this thing on Twitter that hobbits didn't have pumpkins, that pumpkins didn't exist in the Lord of the Rings universe. And I felt so sad. I was like, if anybody would truly enjoy a pumpkin, I feel it would be hobbits. I got a, nah, Dave. I got a feeling a hobbit house would be, would be heavily decked out with the decorative gourds why do they even think that there aren't pumpkins in the lord of the rings well apparently this comes from like on high somebody really invested the time to ask J.R.R. tolkien are there pumpkins well, in middle earth thing. and he was like no i, I hate know. pumpkins and they had, like this sweaty flashback to a pumpkin hitting him when he was like four well he did consider it very base it came from the americas <laughs> No, I'm sure this stuff all goes through, like, Warner Brothers now. So this is, like, some lore master at Warner Brothers. It's not specifically referenced, so it's not canon? Yeah, yeah. That's so stupid. I'm just saying, think of all the pies and breads and cakes. Why would you... Hobbits would cook up out of a pumpkin. So let me get this straight. The video game Shadows of Mordor exists, but pumpkins don't. Yeah. Like, what's more incongruous... To the universe. What yeah, you just described doing murder. to those orcs <laughs> or pumpkins. Like, can you imagine having read The Hobbit? What would fit better? This character or a pumpkin? Bomber yeah. is a pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, he's a, like, whatever. I'm not going to geek out too hard, but I totally think they had pumpkins in Lord of the Rings. And I don't have any evidence for that. But I believe it with my heart. We're going to have to consult the extended universe. What's uh, Christopher Tolkien have to say about this? <laughs> it's, it's one of the unfinished tales. <laughs> Bilbo's pumpkin. That's what he got after 
after Lord of the Rings concluded, what? and they went off to the Why would the you east, even... And they were like, like, oh, hey, you guys got pumpkins? Why would you speak something like that into reality? Of all the worthless pieces of information to kind of just let dribble out into the universe. Well, there's no pumpkins in Lord of the Rings. You could have done anything better in the span of time. If you had picked <laughs> your nose, it would have yeah, been a more valuable use of energy. But that's somebody's job. <laughs> like, somebody... Who is connected to the Lord of the Rings movies is like the lore overseer. You know what they need? For all these that, video the games lore master should have found a way to integrate Tom Bombadil into the movies. Snap! That's what I'm at. Where you at, lore master? I want to see them yellow boots. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I tried, Joel. I tried. I don't you don't care. think I tried? They wouldn't have it. It's because they got you wasting time on like questions about vegetables. Yeah, Do they have they're... cucumbers? That's why they shagged, they shackled him away in the Lord Dude, Cave. I don't even th- they were like, give him all the pumpkin questions. <laughs> Tom Bombadil will never see the light of day. So says Peter Jackson. <laughs> they just locked him down there with all of the questions about what food or what food yeah. was or wasn't in the Middle Earth when he like some, when some... he rejected outright the idea that Legolas would have skated down a set of stairs on a shield. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, it's that okay. So I actually know the story behind this. That was the second unit director's total fault. Yeah, it was his <laughs> son. Was been, like, wouldn't it be cool? It's like no thirteen-year-old kid who's never read the books. Yeah, he, it would like, not. Well, we had just gone snowboarding. <laughs> this is like a this is a a topic of great ire <laughs> in this household. <laughs> it's that scene and Legolas as a whole. Uh, <laughs> Orlando Bloom, but, you shall never be forgiven. No, they've got that guy in a. It's like a dungeon, but it's got the desk from 1984 <laughs> in it. And it's just got like slips of paper coming in, and it's like. No, I think it's the room from Brazil. Question mark. <laughs> or yeah, other referencing other dystopian Terry Gilliam movies. Have you seen the Zero Theorem? <laughs> no, you should check it out. But at one point, the main character freaks out and is like, basically asks why you would want to do this. I imagine that guy is just like a screen and fruits and vegetables <laughs> and maybe like bratwurst or like other things like hummus is popping up on the screen. With, <laughs> yeah, he just has to say yes or no. And he's like, why would you care about hummus? Well, okay. So, well, they, okay. They might have had sesame seeds, but would they have engineered it into Tahiti? They must have had sesame seeds, right? I feel like. I mean, I know well, but, that some things are not supposed to be apparent, Dave, but I feel like the sesame seed kind of just implies tahini. Like, the two are one. Yeah. I know that a process is involved in transforming them, but, um, yeah, no, they're, they're the same thing. Like, the sesame seed basically is tahini. Like, the, you mm. can't – it's got to be that way. <laughs> I know philosophically okay. people are going to be like, that doesn't make sense. I don't care. I just found a recipe from 2006 called Hobbit Seed Cakes, and there are both sunflower – wait, no. There's both sesame seeds and pumpkin seeds in it. So either this what? recipe is wrong or the whole world is. Dude, you need to get on Tumblr right now. <laughs> these, these hobbits are eating pumpkin seeds, but they don't have pumpkins? Where does the seed where come the, from? Where, are they where just, does the seed just, come from? They don't from? know what chickens are, Bees? but they're just eating omelets all day? What's that about? <laughs> Maybe they... Uh, we might never know. 
I can't even Jay believe. Token, you died too soon. You spent so much time writing letters to lady who wanted to name their cows Galadriel. <laughs> you could have written an appendices about pumpkins. <laughs> Where are you at? Like, <laughs> where's the Louvatar? I need to know that he's saying pumpkins yeah. into being. That's like the <laughs> That's base. Like, you can't have the song without pumpkins. As soon as you have, like, carrots as the melody, you need that pumpkin bass. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories in, like, the J.R.R. Tolkien letters that Grotz told me was the woman who, like, lives on a farm in, like, Australia. So he's like, I was thinking of naming my cows Galadriel and whatever. Can you think of anything more and sold than Galadriel? is like... No, no, no. It's like, and he writes in this like fucking stern letter. It's like, how about some fucking horse names? Like, you wanted to go over to the goddamn Rohirrim if you want to name your fucking cows. And it's like, I just imagine this woman in like 1973, like receiving this reply, and she's like, I named the cow like a year and a half ago. <laughs> Sorry, like, what do you want me to do? That's totally legit. You can't name a cow Galadriel. You can name a cow whatever you want. No way! That's your property. <laughs> I mean, you can, but it's just like, really? You read these books, you claim to have loved them, and the best name you can think of for the cow is Galadriel? Well, maybe... You need some other animals on your farm. Maybe she had just blow dri blown dried the cow. Blow dried the cow. <laughs> And was like, we, oh, it's so cute now. We can conjugate this. <laughs> it's cute. Yeah. Gladriel's not even cute. She's terrible like the morning and I the know. darkness. Well, all she'll love her and despair <laughs> like this cow's farts. <laughs> I love milk and steak, but they do smell awful. <laughs> but it's white and black. That's what made me think of it. Goldstein. Also, it has this craving for infinite power centered around sometimes the one ring. I, I stare into its eyes, and sometimes I think it controls me. Mm -hmm. Also, it lives in the woods, and no other cows are allowed to go in those woods. <laughs> in the treetop village? Like, <laughs> like they don't go in there. Uh, uh, yes. Anyway, so you want to talk about JoJo? Yes, let us. The presumed topic? I don't know why the internet is like joe joestar apologists even though he takes out the empress aka I, the second worst stand in existence <laughs> it's not a good stand that's a, but they, i rather enjoyed that episode no it was good but it's like really <laughs> he did spirit photography in dust in dust were they were we meant so to assume to that they break? were cremated ashes and that's why it was like a spirit photography loophole I don't know, Because if it just works in any medium, just carry first off, that's not photography. Break. Yeah, like, just like you, that whole 30,000 yen camera joke falls apart. I know. You're just using it on TVs, and I think he says you don't even have to break the TV. Although he does. The TV blows like, up. I was just trying to show off for my grandson. I just wanted him to think Grandpa was cool. <laughs> He's got the stand with the stretchy fingers. I mean, that's just, that's sort of typical JoJo's, though. Yeah. It's like, we're not going to tell you everything about our stand, because, oh yeah, it does vines. How weak is your stand that produces vines? So, first of all, we're starting at the end of this series of episodes, but it doesn't matter, because somebody talked about this on Twitter, so we might as well talk about it for the remainder of this, this podcast. Is, 
crucial. I feel like this episode, because I feel like I've been reading that JoJo's thread for months now. And seeing this sort of, and, and also on Twitter, this reference to Joseph being like, Oh no! Oh or, no! Or shit! Dude, oh, <laughs> or the, my he keeps God. on making the sound. Oh no! Like you forgot something in the oven. It's not yeah. your life is definitely <laughs> in danger. <laughs> or somebody just got murdered and you got framed for it. Oh no! The doctor no, is you're... dead. Oh no! I forgot to cover the pie crust. <laughs> and then you got this little oh, growth no, on your arm. That was cinnamon, not cumin. <laughs> Yeah, with Polnareff, it's like, hey, we used to think that was a bug bite, but don't you think it kind of looks like a face? It's like, this ain't Twitter.com slash faces and things, Polnareff. <laughs> that thing has a mouth. <laughs> like, well, it's not it's just like, no, it doesn't look zipper. like a face. No, that definitely looks like a face. Like, you don't, I don't even know why he had to point that out to you. Also, worst stand ever. Oh, it's terrible. Though it seemed to handle him pretty good, but then again, he does have the worst. He's, I mean, he is only not the worst stand ever by the fact that he defeated that stand. Well, the Empress just, is clearly, yeah, the worst stand ever. Because it's like, <laughs> how could you not defeat that stand? I feel like that stand couldn't even take me out. Yeah. Well, it's pretty strong. And it's got sort of a, an ah-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta thing, but it also does like the Bruce Lee like nose wipe. So it's born with an instinctual knowledge of kung fu, but it can only reach like six inches. <laughs> well, it has to I get bigger. Think... <laughs> this is like this is the the series of stands that consume things. Yeah, and it's like it starts as a little drop of blood on the skin, and then it gets affected and it grows a face, and the face bites the doctor's scalpel as he's going to remove the growth and kills him, and then because Joe's this... like, I don't want to look while you cut it. Yeah, ew, yucky. And then it starts talking as as the nurse rushes in. And it's like, I'm Joseph Joestar. I'm an American. I'm at this hotel. And he's like, that's when he, oh, no. Ooh. But he says it like a million times. And it's yeah. inappropriate every time. The intonation just doesn't even, no American would even say, oh, no, in that situation. Obviously, we would swear. Yeah. There's, oh, no, would never pass our lips. But it's like, guys, he sells the worst stand ever. It's just terrible. It's pretty bad. I he really didn't to, even know it was capable of an attack out. until the end. Huh? <laughs> I didn't know it was capable of an attack until the end. Dave, wrap your head he around this, the... right? He's got this stand that comes from his body, can produce thorns that can act like a saw blade, but only if, like, aided by gravity, I guess. But it, it, it really seems like he could just rip the tumor in half. Why not just have one of those things pierce its mouth or yeah. just stab it up? I think it was too spry, even though it was attached to his arm at its at his waist. No. <laughs> it could dodge. None of, none of it made any sense. Even in the end, when he finally defeated it, it made you wonder why the ash was important. Or the pot ash was important. Because he had ash, to... Rather, sorry. Or the... Yeah, because it... Because it was too spry, even though it, it was anchored in place on his arm, it could dodge around. And it stop could also his be like ripped in half. Thorns. Why would you just like start punching your arm into like a fire escape? <laughs> it didn't even look like it hurt him. <laughs> there was one part where they were like, "Oh, well, I guess he tried to use the ripple on it." He was like, "Ha ah, ha! I'm part of your body. Ripple don't work on me. I'm your body." 
Here's another reason why Ripple is worthless. <laughs> That's right. In case you hadn't noticed how terrible your power is. He's like, hey, come on. I'm an old man. <laughs> Give me a break. No. It was, that was like, it was only redeemed by how ridiculous his oh no was. Otherwise, clearly a filler episode. Yeah. That's how you know well, it's filler. Starring JoJo star. Filler episode. I'm <laughs> sorry to anybody, but JoJo, right? No, nah, some of By them the are kind of cool. Like the one there's with- no way that Avdol is dead. Like, right? Because first off, I'm pretty sure <laughs> right? I remember him being he in be the... Dead? Oh, He's got to still be alive. Avdol used to think you were the worst, but then Polaref came. <laughs> <laughs> He's not... He- how could he be the worst? We've already discussed. Joe, Joe Joestar is clearly the worst. Abdul yeah, is like true. inexplicably weak, considering how OP being able to set anything on fire should be in any Not universe. Not only that, but to raise the ambient temperatures above human habitation. Like, all of this, like, let's take Tower Gray, for instance. Yeah. It's a bug. You know who could have killed everyone on that plane in seconds? Yeah, Abdol, just by snapping his fingers. Like, it would have been and over. Magician Red, cook my chicken nuggets. Oh, I killed the flight crew and all the passengers <laughs> and my friend. But at least I got these nugs. Uh, <laughs> these are so good. Crispy, just the way I like them. Dip them in honey. I'm sorry you're a got bird and I'm eating sauce. chicken nuggets, Magician Red. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm pretty sure these birds weren't also human. He kicks his seat back and just has Magician Red feed them to him. He's like, don't worry about it, baby. You're an eagle or something. A hawk? I don't know. You're sort of vaguely South American. He's supposed to be a phoenix. He controls <laughs> oh, <that> fire. <laughs> well, then it's definitely like... Can you imagine like the, this mythology of the phoenix? And then the phoenix rose from the ashes. Cut like bejesus. Look at these abs. Yeah. <laughs> then the phoenix rose from the ashes rocking a mean set of cobras, if you know what I mean. He was holding cobras in each hand, but his lats were very well developed as well. Oh, man, you have to die to get that kind of definition. If that makes sense, then. So we're, this is like some sort of like... Uh, I don't know. I don't know if he's why actually Why have dead. I forgotten the word for like pan-Grecian culture? Yeah. Well, they're all vaguely Egyptian. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so it's it's sort of that's why it's okay for him to be from Egypt. Have Phoenix makes sense. It was like a falcon or something. You're like we spend bald, the time in the mighty bald eagle of fire. Yeah. What are you doing? Why? He's like that's supposed right, to be a racist? swan. Why can't I hit that? I can have any kind of bird I want. <laughs> that's right. It's it's not even it's a, a bird. manifestation of my psychic abilities. It can be whatever this I want. This is American buffalo. <laughs> Dude, how hot would that be? Yeah. That should have been whole Fire horses buffalo. stand. American buffalo. I don't know. I feel like even though whole horse proved himself to be way more effective, I think Gun is a worse stand than Empress. <laughs> even though Gun has no way more uses. Way. But it's, it's Gun worse. It's inexplicable that he chose not to fight. He's got a gun. Well, okay, so it's a good gun. Like, it can <laughs> Even change a regular direct gun. trajectories. I could just declare myself to have a stand. And it fires spirit bullets. Yeah, I'm saying that's not the point. Because if your stand doesn't have any flare, why is it... Dude, I have a not, chromed a stand out pump-action shotgun. I call it my stand. <laughs> when, like, vampires try to attack me, I just, like, hit them in the knees. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Can you imagine Paul Naroff trying to fight a guy with just a gun? 
<laughs> well, apparently his sand can attack at the speed of light. So Well, maybe if Whole Horse would shoot more than once, what is that? Like, he shoots once, and then the gun disappears. Like, is that part well, of the reloading? He only has one bullet because it's, the bullet it, it is clearly, from his sand. It clearly has six chambers. No, that's just to intimidate you. It's like the road where the guy's like painting coal onto empty yeah, yeah. cylinders. Yeah, yeah. He's got his, yes, it ain't loaded. wooden bullets. It's never loaded. In the grossest scene in movie history, I'm going to return to the spot and find where your friends have left your cleaned out organs. Oh, that was a good and terrifying movie. I only read the book. You should actually watch. The movie's pretty good. The book is horrifying. The movie is less horrifying than the book, but still quality. Yeah, so not only... I'm basically certain that Abdal isn't dead, which is actually somewhat confusing to me. But I'm certain I saw him in a next episode thumbnail when I was clicking on the next episode. Yeah, spoilers. And also, you know he's going to come back as some kind of deal punk. Yeah, right. It's uh, the High Priestess, episode twenty-three. Thanks, Evan Minto. Yeah. Also, you Crunchyroll manga app. (laughs) Just start at the. Don't make it so that when I search, it's the most recent. Just assume I haven't watched the series yet. Yeah. Gosh. What a pain. What a pain. <laughs> but I'm almost certain he was in the OVA, so like Yeah, he was. I don't, I don't feel so bad about that. Maybe that that's Just, gonna be Magician's Red Red's hidden power. Since yeah. they all have one. Uh, this one I mean they did say me. it was cremated and <laughs> nobody turned their head to the camera and was like, Cremated, you say? Hmm. <laughs> Maybe he's got a super secret mission because uh Paul Nareff's speech about being a coward got to his heart. He's like, I've got to go underground, brush yeah. up on my stand courage. Well, Paul Nareff has a very limited definition of bravery. It's like He's also a total D-bag. Can you imagine yeah. even saying that? to? <laughs> you need to step off. And everybody's like, that's why Joe Joestar is not only the worst sand user, he's also the worst human being in this show. It's like, you can't convince him that he can't commit suicide. Let him go. <laughs> It's like, no, we can literally just follow him around. He cannot lose us. He's a French guy with a stupid haircut wandering around India. How how could he possibly escape from us? It'll be fine. Also, we can let him go. No big loss. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yeah, he's basically like a crappy JoJo. He's worse than Kakuyin. And Kakuyin's like, hey, come on, guys. I I I, I have the sensing power. Remember that? Remember that? Like, fucking... Yeah. Joseph is like, if only I had Kakuin sensing powers. It's like, his sensing power is just go everywhere. <laughs> like, it can't be that efficient. <laughs> it's not like he's got radar. Oh, man, it doesn't even, yeah. Oh, Jojo Star. You suck. <laughs> But so many good O's. Oh, no, no. Speaking of Kaki. That's what we Kaki. need to put into this podcast after I say yeah. Joe Star sucks. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. <laughs> You're a disappointment to Americans everywhere, you boob. It's actually kind of just the sound you sort of impelled onto Andrew. Yeah. Ooh. When he was like, my mouth was <laughs> open. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but am I? That's why it sounds exactly like a joke I made because no one ever does that, especially yeah. not a life-threatening situation. Come on, Japan, do your research. 
Uh, I, so on the topic of cockyoid, maybe we should start at the beginning. That being episode nine. I love cherries. Yeah. Really? No wonder you're popular with the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, you know how I am, Jojo. <laughs> why would why is that even included in the show? For those of you who don't know, it's like And I don't know why you would cockyoid. be listening to this if you didn't. You make that look good. <laughs> Kakui does the weirdest thing with a cherry that you assumed was associated with uh, the stand user of Yellow Temperance. Who, I can't remember. who was in disguise as Kakui because we learned in the end of the last episode they were like – because he spear photographed the TV and the cartoons that they scrolled by spelled out Kakui is a traitor. Or no, D.O. Kakui danger. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> Fact remains – that, yeah, they were like, all right, we got to watch out for this guy. Except we have no way of getting in touch with JoJo. And Cogdillion is going around uh, beating up punks, sipping on coconuts, eating bugs off trees. And then Anne is like, hey, did you just see the stag beetle off that tree? And he's like, no, nah, it was a piece of a coconut. Okay. I love coconuts. She's like, oh, cool. Uh, Bye. I'm not in the show anymore. Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, she shows up on the train to India, but right, doesn't yeah, really she's reappear. like hiding in the baggage compartment or whatever. They're like, I guess she left to go see her dad. And then cut to Anne. Yeah, but it turns out it's Yellow Temperance in disguise, who's basically a vulnerable because his sand is ectoplasm that lets him disguise himself as anybody. And then eats everything. Gets- Gets bigger every time he eats something and every time he massages a cherry along his tongue <laughs> in an extremely sensual way. I don't even know if I would consider that sensual. It's just it's like sensual like implies a little, you know, debonair quality to it. Yeah. That's it's just a, a little, little too spasmodic. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a really that's not really a pickup line. That's like Walking up to a woman and just saying, "Do you want to have sex?" Yeah, there's just hey girl. Hey girl, you gonna eat that cherry? Oh, you are. You sure you don't want to do like I got this trick that I is I that's your boyfriend? Oh no, it's a bouncer. You're asking me to leave. Okay, get out of here, yellow temperance. You're lame. And the way you're defeated is lame. Punching some water? How stupid was that? Yeah. Well, it's like, I put you in the water because now your sand has to release itself from around you so you can breathe? The water? Anyway, your human weakness is exposed, and now I can punch you. I, still, I love it. I'm like, he never, the stand never projects off of them more than like a foot any of these yeah. situations uh, but jojo had it like bringing him couches and stuff why well those were all there was a yard sale going on just on the other side of that <laughs> cell <laughs> i mean i was thinking about that the whole time in the the next two episodes when they're fighting the hanged man where they know yeah. it's him and they can see him but paul Narok just refuses to have silver cherry just like go over there and stab him you gotta get the stand Stabbing a dude, what's that going to do for you? Aside from kill him, just as good as stabbing the stand. <laughs> totally. Because human guess, weaknesses stands, still exist. Do they go back and forth? Because I feel like the stands can affect... Yeah, I don't get it. 
Paul Narov's stand can clearly affect stands and the guy because when they figure yeah. out the whole reflection thing, he totally messes up the hangman, but then also has to stab uh, Jay Giles, too. Yeah. Who is totally not... Centerfold? Yeah. Yeah, they very clearly say Jay Giles. And I got turned on to that Crunchy because uh, Soul Sacrifice's name was really Captain Tennille. And why they would exclude that from the show, I have no idea. Yeah, and so now we have to be like, well, I. It, it feels a little silly, but I'm sure it's like a copyright thing. A and copyright on the name Tennille? Like, what? It's, uh, it's not copyright infringement if you just have it written in katakana and it is, like, well, said with a terrible uh, accent? I'm sure just the other, they're less likely to they pursue should just, legal, legal action against another what they country. What should just do is, like, phonetically spell out the the katakana so that it looks like Tanilaru or something crazy <laughs> like that. It's like, what is that name Jay supposed Gairuzu. to be? Yeah. Well, J period. Like, what the heck? You could spell out J. You got those letters? Yeah. No, he's litigious as fuck. <laughs> you he's don't like, know, come man. on, I only had I only had one song and I had a whole band to feed. <laughs> Uh, you can't make me a villain with two right hands. <laughs> I don't know if I really got that. How hard would that have been for the animators? Yeah. I feel like those guys deserve some sort of award for keeping that straight. Because yeah. it looks like they dumb have a in every note on their frame. <laughs> like, no left thumb. Poor guy. No, he got what was coming to him. And his mom oh, only did. has two right hands, too. I thought she was the empress, honestly. I was surprised when that fat lady... Squirmed her way out of that princess yeah, woman. Yeah, so I didn't... Also, did Hallhorse know that that woman wasn't that woman? No, I don't think so. I don't think we're meant to believe that Hallhorse is very smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will concede to that. Uh, my question is more, was he always... Was that woman always her? Or was she, like, living inside of the princess? <laughs> they said she was disguised as the other woman. So yeah. I don't know. Because it looked like they keep... Yeah, JoJo's doesn't do like the secret reveals very well. Because yeah. they, they indicated that something was up with her by having the little uh, empress bud appear on her tongue at one point. Mm-hmm. Making me think, oh, she's being like mind controlled or something. Yeah, maybe. So yeah, because her blood is the one that drips onto Joseph's arm and, and turns becomes into a thing. the empress, yeah. It's like, well, really, I think what's going on here is like, wow, Polnareff, now you don't have to feel bad for kicking that child. <laughs> like, after she was holding onto your arm when you were trying to, like, chase after Polnareff and you oh, dragged her along the ground. No, or, yeah, he should have never felt bad about that, man. I kind of felt like how, how can you not escape was supposed from that? to look like Polnareff. <laughs> I felt like he was just Polnareff, but the hair was in the opposite direction. <laughs> Uh, that scene was so weird. It's like, hey, get off of me. It's like, dude, stop calling her a bitch. Easy, yeah. killer. <laughs> You're supposed to be all about chivalry. I mean, I know that the word they use is ama, which I know has like definitely strong connotations, but yeah, not so chivalrous of you. He's like, don't worry, I'll hold the fucking door for her. <laughs> Later. Oh, Paul Nareff. But that was a pretty... I liked the sequence with the hanged man and whole horse. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I thought that, like, all that reflection stuff. I, I like when Kakyoin's like, this ain't a fairy tale or whatever. 
And I think they say that, you know, knowingly. It's not like they're like, no, our world has good rules. Got tight. <laughs> not like these shitty lore. fairy tale worlds. <laughs> That's like, no, you live in a right. world that doesn't make any sense. I love how, like, yeah. That was clearly... It's literally just made up. Like, I, I, everything fictional is made up, but, like, this is real, uh, like, <laughs> string, string, seat of our pants. I don't know what I was trying to say. String of our shoes. <laughs> like, it's just like... It has the, this the, stuff the, the, the thread all... keeping this reality tethered to our yeah. own is extremely thin. It's taut and frayed at both ends and in the middle. And just sort of the whole length. <laughs> it's all just made up probably, like, the day before it goes to print. <laughs> He's like, all right, I just got my peyote in now, from Central America. Yeah, the only thing keeping this together is the desperate bravado of the people that produce it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, we're doing this. You can't even Nothing's stop gonna us. Nothing's going to stop me. <laughs> we're on part, like, six already. Like, you think you can shut it down now? Think of all the, the readers of the manga will just riot. All ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, but a ten-person Japanese riot. They're like, "Whoa, hey guys, all right." <laughs> well, you got to remember that, like, this formula is so powerful that it spawned another really popular manga and anime in Scryed. It's the same idea, guys. Yeah. Don't fool yourself. But worse, because Scryed is. Listen, JoJo's is lame, but it's there. I should say. The things that the people do in JoJo's is lame, but they're really good. <laughs> lame. <laughs> and Scribe is like, I don't know, I'm fast. My name is Speed Cheetah Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck you, Scribe. <laughs> yep. Where in JoJo's is like, my dude's a puppet. <laughs> He's hopping around. I saw Chucky, and Scribe is like. I got a robot arm. I don't know. It's yellow. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scribe really fell off the walls. I was actually kind of excited when that guy was like exploding, punching things. That was exciting, and then it just it went off the rails in the end. But we're I, not talking I about really Scribe. I really don't remember much about it, <laughs> except the opening song. Jerry was like, "This is good." Oh, and apparently this blue-haired girl uh, with a skirt that basically isn't. Uh, Did you Google Scribe to remind yourself about it? Yeah, I, I didn't remember much except for that tiger guy. Speed Panther. What was his name? I think Speed Fast Panther Cat. is basically it. It might as well be. <laughs> so if you Google Speed Panther, it's just a panther hopping up the hill and a bunch of bikes. <laughs> but I like the panther just going like, whoop. I guess it was like Speed Tiger. Speed. I just wrote Straight Cougar. Not, not even close. Straight Cougar? So, sort of. He's like... All right, everybody, let's pick your superhero names. He's like, all right, this is it. You got to make sure you pick one that they don't think is gay. <laughs> it's like, I'm straight cougar. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, with the, what, the, I guess, so wait, with the hanging man. So his power is not to exist in mirrors. But to move between them. His stand is light. And it moves at the speed of light. It can hop around reflective surfaces, which is great because it provides for a lot of scene of Polar F kicking dirt into the eyes of children and poor people. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, no, we have to get drive away from all these mirrors. And I was like, you guys are in a car. 
please notice that there's a rear view mirror right there. And they do. And Polter tears it off in a rage. Not because he's like, I got to keep us safe. He's like, these mirrors make me so bad. Rage, Abdal's dead because he got shot and stabbed. Because of me. Directly because of me. Because Abdal was like, hey, buddy, I know you're out for revenge, but how about taking one more along on that revenge so you don't get killed? (laughs) And he's like, shut up. You think I'm a bitch? (laughs) That is an accurate description. I feel like Abdal's personality is like a Captain Planet protagonist, and everybody else is just not on his level. He's like, we're all going to make it through with friendship, right? (laughs) Like they've already left to go to a bar. And he's like, I'll go get the hotel rooms. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a legit assessment of him. (laughs) So he gets shot and then stabbed in like. like I think he gets stabbed and then shot. Let's put it in the right order. Yeah, stabbed and shot. Get like sort of like the cutest like surprise. I just stabbed you. Like he's like, he's entreating Polnareff. He's like Polnareff, I just saved you from that bullet, and we're buddies. And you see like in the reflection of a puddle, Hagaman starts peeking up. Like yeah, he's like it's like a, it's like a stage comedy show or something. When somebody's like doing a bad act, it's like a vaudeville thing or somebody's like doing a Teddy Roosevelt impersonation, I don't know, while, like, Costello is sneaking up behind him with, like, a an armful of rotten tomatoes to pelt him with, and the audience is like, ha, 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 and Abbott's like, oh, I'm making good jokes, aren't I? And then it's just rotten tomatoes, but instead it's like, Abdel's like, oh, my kidney! Please. <laughs> but how does he get the knife? <laughs> like, the knife is part of the stand, I guess. Yeah. And let's let we. It would be remiss to uh, describe their arrival in India without making note of the pig toilet that Bolderev tries to shit in. That was weird. I hope that's not a real thing. Oh, it is. I looked it up. It um, is. It's obviously less common these days, Japan. You races, but I think it was primarily a Chinese thing. A long so once time you get ago, like to the but, mainland of China. Or of Asia, you're just like, everywhere is China. Yeah. And also, I think in general, the to- the toilets were not so shallow <laughs> that the pig could peek up there and be like, hey. And we didn't have the fucking Mater D being like, oh, yeah, the owner just loves it when the pig licks his shitty asshole clean. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, watching? that was incredibly How gross. I tell my kids I watched anime? <laughs> I never can. Man. Yeah. That was messed yeah, up. It's, it says this was kind of like a... Like a 200 BC sort of thing in China. Um, and they were existent. Oh, wow. Now it says a 2003 survey of sanitary arrangements in Goa and Kerala, which are states on the west coast of India, it's had 22% of the population still use pig toilets. Well, I'll have you know that pigs are very cleanly animals when they don't have people shitting on them all the time. Yeah, it's a pretty good trick when they figure out that he, like, zips zips around in the reflection of people's eyes or the, the reflection of the steering wheel or the bumper. And they're like, all we got to do is give him access 
to only one reflective surface. Then we'll know his trajectory. Then we just have to overcome that he moves at the speed of light. <laughs> Which I guess isn't a problem. Polnareff's stand can just attack that quickly. Well, the idea was he just has to know where it is because it can attack very fast, but only if he has an idea where it's going to go. But it can attack faster than or as fast as the speed of light? <laughs> or is he just sort of flailing? I don't know. And he's like, it's got to hit at some point, right? I think the idea was that he was just timing it. Yeah, that's how good he is. Which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, honestly. Like, it would have been way easier to just avoid reflective surfaces and then find the stands user. But then you wouldn't you wouldn't get to do your sweet coin trick. Yeah. Like, who wants this shiny coin, you beggars? You peasants? Come get your money. While my friend Polnareff kicks sand into your eyes. It's actually kind of great that, like, after they isolate Hanging Man and kill them, they're not just beaten to death by an angry mob. That's like, hey, you kicked sand in our fucking eyes. Any other dressing? I mean, we hit the high notes, which is like the rero, 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 rero. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like also, everything we needed oh, to talk about. Oh, no. Oh, and the flesh bud makes a sound that goes, goo, 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 goo. Ugh. Which is gross. Yeah, the kid, like, JoJo's has such a weird, I guess it's not that weird, but they have kind of a weird sense of comedy. But it's sort of just like an anime sense of humor. But the kid's like, hey, guys, what's up? You were just in a car crash. Want me to get help? And they're like, no, we're good. Stop we're looking too, at us. But you're bleeding. We're just two big, burly men in the desert <laughs> alone with a broken down car. I really car, wanted him like, to just go and slap the kid. Yeah. Like, your life is in danger. I know it's rude, but just chase that kid away. Like, how hard could it well, be? That's a, he now has to write 35 apology notes saying, sorry, I kicked sand in your eyes. It was for a good cause. He killed my sister. <laughs> Revenge, you know. The best cause. And then there's, like, Paul Nareff and Kakuyin bonding. Being like, no, Kakuyin, this is, or no, Polnareff, this is how you say you're going to get revenge over someone. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. But, like, when are you guys friends? Two guys from opposite sides of the track, more opposite sides of the track I've never seen, I'd say. Kakuyin all straight-laced and uptight, and Polnareff all not taking showers or whatever his characterization <laughs> is. Like, carrying a duffel bag of filth. Uh, that was the only comedy in JoJo I can get behind when the guy in Singapore said Polnaro's bag was trash. <laughs> yeah. Well, nobody else even seems to have luggage. He's got to have something to carry his cheese in. Yeah. He's, He's like, French. Oh, that's my delicious maggot cheese. <laughs> you eat it with the maggots and everything. Uh, that's an Italian cheese. Is that true? Are you even fr- yeah, uh, uh, for a while it was banned. I, it was thank weird. God. Who wants to I eat know. cheese with maggots in it? Sardinians. Sar- Grout said Sardinians. Yeah, they should be wiped off the face of the earth <laughs> with their maggot cheese. That's a good idea for poor dirt farmers. Screw you, Sardinia. You've never done anything for anybody. I'm told that, or I remember, part of the story was that the way you eat the cheese is you like put it in a bag. Uh, I don't eat anything that eats me when I'm dead. All you right? starve I'm the just... maggots for oxygen such that they, like, start jumping around, and that's when you know the the cheese is good for eating. Oh, God, that's... Oh, that is... Ah! Oh. Man. Yeah. 
How about that? That should be somebody's stand, maggot cheese. Yeah, he's like, oh, have some cheese. I'm just a, a humble fromagier. That's, yeah, that's Paul Norris. like, oh, yeah, dig in. That's Paul Norris' next opponent. He just can't resist yeah. the cheese. <laughs> oh, puh, puh, puh. sacre bleu. Abs all appears as a ghost. All you have to do is not eat the cheese. Shut up, ghost dad. You don't have to tell me what to do. I already avenged my sister. Why am I even yeah. living? I'm going to eat this cheese. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. He's got like a bib on with a cartoon picture of cheese on it. Knife and fork. It's not even a cartoon picture of cheese. Table. It's just like a picture of France with colored like the <laughs> French flag. Yeah. It's a picture of Charles de Gaulle. Uh. <laughs> He's wearing a bicorder You can't hat. expect me not to eat cheese. It's my birthright. <laughs> If not for this, then what? Papa! My pair. Romaggi. <laughs> oh. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> gonna do that with the cheese. They kill that Hey, you gonna dog. eat that maggot? <laughs> yeah. You gonna eat oh. that maggot cheese? <laughs> it was, this is way more disturbing than the cherry. Yeah. Yeah, they killed that dude dog, Mr. Pokey. Yeah, Mr. Pokey! This is so sad. <laughs> For no reason other than I'm a jerk. <laughs> it is pretty satisfying after seeing him kill that dog that JoJo literally has Star Platinum punch him to death. He holds well, him up by his hair. Yeah. And Star Platinum just pummels him into oblivion. That's the thing about this show is that those dudes aren't coming back. No, nah, man. It's not no, like, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> like, they didn't dodge the explosion. That's it. Silver like, Chariot. That lady exploded into a pile of blood and vomit, and they left her in an alley. <laughs> like, Silver Chariot stabbed Jay Guile so much, his mother felt it. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even a joke. And she was like, yeah. I was that little moment of exposition. She was like, through our family connection, I can feel all his wounds. And she just yeah. starts having blood spurt out of her face. Like, wow, that is the shittiest psychic connection with anybody ever. Yeah. It's like twins. What do you think? finished your sentence. Has got into a car accident. My ribs! <laughs> can you imagine, like, what it would be like? Yeah. That's, no wonder that guy's so jacked up. Yeah. Your mom knows everything about you. You're blue balling but, hard. She just calls you on the phone. <laughs> hey, just go handle that, okay? You're making me uncomfortable. I'm in a serious meeting. <laughs> I'm a little busy right now. It's like I can't. Like saying, I've got I two mean, right that, hands. That guy never had a chance at a normal life. Two right hands. Mom is like a Native American priestess. Who also has two right the hands. Get involved. <laughs> I don't think they really understand what it would mean to be have two right hands as a human being. You have to re-engineer an entire arm. The amount of modification that would have to happen in your genes to have another hand grow in the wrong yeah. direction on your arm. There's a lot of bones in your hand. Well, unless Dio just switched it around. No, that clearly was not the case. I also like how they imagine that he'd be able to choke somebody with two right hands. Yeah. I can't even figure it out. The thumbs go the same direction. I don't I don't think that would work. <laughs> the other good thing was that like he's like the Joe Star family's always got one secret technique up their sleeve. Pieces. 
just jumps out of the sky car. <laughs> that was the thing that I didn't really get. I was like, so... Well, he's trying to keep like um, the junior detective spirit alive. Yeah. That was in the well, original that's, that's, JoJo's where JoJo was a trickster, and he was like I know, but that's what I was going to say. I was wham. like, I'm, I'm not Joseph Hader, but I don't feel like this old guy has anything to do with that character. <laughs> I mean, I guess he sure has matured over these past, like, 70 years. <laughs> I am a Joseph Hader. That guy's useless. But he doesn't go next, you're going to say this anymore. That might just be because he's so grossly overpowered. He's like, man, I really miss when they only had, like, a thousand times my power level in being the Pillar Man. <laughs> now, and, uh, when I had a huge boater for my mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those are the days, right? Lisa Lisa, am I right? What a piece of ass. <laughs> it's, it's like Joe Terrell's to be like, she's still your mom. He's like, I know. I can't escape this curse. The curse of the ripple. Now he has the, the shame and the anger sort of just turning around inside of him. Because then yeah. he's like, he's mad at her because she was never there for his childhood. And so he blames her for his sexual attraction, which frustrates him it's, further. <laughs> Freud was right. Freud doesn't even have to be right. That's just messed up, Lisa Lisa. <laughs> Tell that kid you're, her, you're, you're his mom. She had to protect him from, from what? the vampire Royal Air Force. <laughs> she ended up fighting pillar men in that series. <laughs> what are you protecting him from? Basically, the worst thing possible has happened. Yeah. <laughs> or so you thought. Dio's back. Well, Dio's not even as bad as the Pillar Sand Man. exists. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Dio's that strong. <laughs> like, compared to the Pillar Man, I think the Pillar Man would wipe the floor with any of these stands. <laughs> I don't know. They are susceptible to the ripple, which basically just... Ripple, 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 ripple. It's like... <laughs> But what if the ripple is the source of the fudge ripple? You ever think about that? When was fudge ripple invented? Maybe they, they used the all the fudge power. ripple is a self-inflicted wound, and you know it. That will never help you <laughs> yeah, take out a vampire. It's just going to make I'm sure you're incapable of running away from one. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I I misapplied my learning about the ripple and and studied fudge ripple for thirty years. Oh man! But if this vampire is ever directly underneath me, and I could just fall on him. <laughs> I'm a fancy vampire. <laughs> as soon as I make it up these stairs. You're going to fight him on the inside, man, because he's going to drink your blood, and then his cholesterol is going to spike. Well, he's going to have to spend a lot of time overcoming the blood pressure. It's a plan to just have the blood shoot out of your veins so fast, it just cuts on, cuts him off at the neck. Yeah. <laughs> or it chokes him. He's like, I can't, I can't get away. Oh, it's like a fire hydrant. Or you just have so much excess blood from the additional flesh in your body that you just like he gets worn out drinking. As, yeah, like, he's like, I'm not even he hungry gets the anymore. From you, You're like that, all you got, Dio? He's like, I'm gonna go lie down on the couch and watch my stories. Oh, no. I'm so sleepy. You're like, yeah, that's what I thought. Crack open another five gallon tub. <laughs> I'll be right here waiting for you. <laughs> no, that's when you kill him somehow. I don't know. Vampires. No, you just. Joel, your lust for the ripple leaves no time for vengeance. <laughs> I just got to keep eating that rip. I'm on that rip tip, son. Fudge ripple for life. I can't stop. I can't stop, God. God, I wish I could. 
Joel, all the flavors have been invented. Good flavors like Rocky Road or Tin Roof Sunday, even the bad Rocky Road. <laughs> Tin Roof Sunday might be considered the good Fudge Ripple. I'm just putting that I know. out there. <laughs> well, I think Fudge Ripple is the bad Tin Roof Sunday. <laughs> What is interesting? Like one of those terrible, old, you know, like the the five gallon buckets that you already referenced, yeah. filled with the worst ice cream. That somehow there's always like portions of it that are just ice. That's what I was going to say. If you leave it out for like more than a minute, the whole thing just turns to a like crystalline mess. <laughs> like it's like eating a bucket full of milky sand. Oh, <laughs> like it's like holding a gun, man. You can use it to fight off an attacker, or you can just eat the whole thing and kill yourself. <laughs> so I always save one bite of fudge ripple <laughs> for myself. <laughs> just dual-wielding fudge ripple buckets until there's no time, and I just eat to the bottom. It takes me out. Yeah, and then your companions come on you. Your corpse in like a dead end hallway where you've sealed the door with your girth so so they can escape the horde. <laughs> your mouth rimmed with chocolate and they put a napkin over your face and they're like, he's in a better place now. Oh, he's floating on, he's floating on all the ripples now. In Japan they call it fudge hamon. <laughs> Uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. There's going to be, they need to have a stand called Fudge Ripple now. (laughs) That would be a dope stand. (laughs) Well, Narondor was telling me uh, on Twitter today that, like, they've gotten up to Lady Gaga in the current continuity, so he's really hoping Kanye isn't far behind. (laughs) That would be amazing. (laughs) Stand 808 and Heartbreak. (laughs) I feel like when you've already got, you've had a stand named The World, you can't have Kanye because there's nothing, like, past that unless he's going to be, like, the universe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we give it up? Yeah, let's give it up. Another job well done. And right, let's clap then. One, two, three. Oh, wait a minute. What? I forgot to say, when I was uh, searching for Middle Earth Pumpkin... There was somebody blogging about the fi- one of the final scenes in that movie, The Never Ends, where Sam decides to ask Rosie out, and there's a fucking giant-ass gourd in the background at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a fucking pumpkin. <laughs> Yo, man, deeper and deeper. Oh, man, I- I'm going to call up this guy. Be like, hey, buddy, get your fucking facts straight. This is Hobbit Gourdgate, y'all. Hashtag <laughs> Gourdgate. I mean, I've already expressed that the. I need to put this in audio form because it needs to be expressed. The gate as a meme for scandal is the dumbest thing that's ever happened. If you just append gate to something to imply the scandalousness of actions that you're you're explaining, you're a moron, and you should probably be brained. I feel like we had addressed this a sum of years ago. When we called some dumb video game article Raffle Gate. (laughs) So you guys clearly aren't listening to the podcast, Adam Baldwin. (laughs) Like, go practice your insane brand of conservatism. I'm really sad that he doesn't appear to believe in chemtrails. And I'm like, really? That would be the trifecta. Are you sure that you don't? Because you seem like 
the kind of guy you might. Just saying. Uh, I just it's hate like, that. I mean, they could. This whole thing could be anything else as long as it wasn't like, like they try to sew it up in this neat little bite-sized package for Twitter called Gamergate. No. Ah. Yeah, it's terrible. Disgusting. And I really thought like I thought this shit was like winding down. I thought about it's it. It's never other gonna day. go away. Like, it's never like, gonna oh, go away. I haven't away. really seen any of that garbage in like at least a week. Maybe the stuff is sort of over. And it's like, nope, people are it's still. It's gonna be there forever. Tweeting those demos. Uh, people don't <laughs> apparently have real problems, Dave. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, I was just like, please, like, read a book. The only like, the only l- thing to hope learn for... the definitions of the words you're asserting, like ideology, and, and I was like, otherwise, just stop. I love how yeah, and the one guy used like, ideology like it was an accusation. Yeah, you, it's like no, nope, that's just something everybody <laughs> in the whole world has. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, like, what are you, you doing? Don't know what that word means? <laughs> also, it's just pointless to point out somebody else's ideology. Actually, argue about ideas. Stop arguing about like liberalism versus conservatism and all that stuff stop arguing about classes of people because that doesn't go anywhere there's this like zizek documentary thing or he didn't make it but he's like the star essentially where he talks about where he applies these sort of very simple philosophical concepts to like mainstream movies and the first one he uses is they live for the concept of ideology like Put on the glasses and you see the secret messages the aliens are leaving you. And like I watched it with Grotz. We sort of had this conversation where like you wake up sometime like in your late teens, mid-teens, and you're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Everybody's got like stuff programmed into their brain by society. <laughs> I feel like all these Gamergate people are like just figuring it out. And it's true that like when you figure that out, you're like, I'm the first person who's ever thought of this. Well, but the, so <laughs> I think what's it really, uh, this is probably going to get into like, this is too long, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's really interesting that the modern philosophy of the individual basically implies someone who is completely constructed of ideas that they have chosen to believe. Yeah. But nobody owns the choices about their identity. (laughs) So like we have like these two kind of parallel columns that are just that like hold up this teetering idea of the self on the internet, which is what I just said, where you have the individual that is like not really the sum of experiences or anything, but it's like sort of wholly created through a, a consensus with yourself. And then this other idea that, you know, you're not responsible for any of the choices you've made in constructing yourself. It's like, guys, if you could just figure out like that that's how you're operating and separate the two and actually just kind of be grown ups and <laughs> assess your own assumptions about things, the whole world would be a better place. Well, I mean, I'm just sort of. I regard a lot of this stuff with, like, these people... The majority of these people have to be teenagers. I don't like, think they are, dude. Have you heard of this Thunderfoot it, guy? Uh, no. <laughs> I, don't look I'm into it because you'll just get depressed. avoided as much as I could of he it. He is, like, a but, scientist who's, like, 40 years old. Well, He yeah, was, like, he posted some video on YouTube that I found basically because Reddit is a series of time bombs meant to explode in my brain. <laughs> but I, So I click on this link to this guy... And his Twitter account got banned 
and he was complaining about it. But he was explaining why he hadn't immediately complained about it. And it's because he was, like, doing nuclear experiments in France. <laughs> I was like, he's you can't he's be like, this right, dumb and this smart. Now that we're in the nuclear off-season, let me tell you about my red pill. He then, like, yeah, he and why girls about are this icky. nuclear experiment. <laughs> and then he quoted uh, Tyrion Lannister. <laughs> no. I was like, ah, God. <laughs> you... Are a joke I make up to make fun of you. <laughs> well, it's served at you in a, like a its own neat little package. It's like caution, do not open in case of extreme emergency. <laughs> and he just like peels back the tinfoil, and it's like I started spinning a top to make sure I wasn't imp? being. I started spinning a top to make sure <laughs> yeah. I wasn't being incepted. I was so sure. I gotta check my totem. Ironically, your totem. Or perhaps fittingly, more than ironically, your totem is a five-gallon <laughs> jug. I had to eat the whole thing, and if it doesn't end, I'm in a dream. <laughs> no, no, Wait a minute, it, I've been eating like, this five-gallon drum of, of fudge ripple for five hours. Actually, that's Kathy's just been subbing them out as they finished. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. No, it's the consistency. You're like, wait a minute, creamy... Gourmet quality ingredients. No, no. Also, it's rainbow sherbet. <laughs> oh gosh! Did you guys research anything at all? All right. All right. Yeah. Let's let's end this before we go to another. We're getting too deep deep down the ice cream rabbit hole. Do we need to clap again, or do you? No, no, no. All right. One's good enough. All sorted out. I am stopping, and now. <laughs> 